Welcome to the Hair Notes Podcast. I am your host, Maxine Green, owner and master stylist of Curly Dimension Salon. This podcast was created intentionally to assist you on your natural hair journey. Each week we will cover epi- we will cover topics on products, topics that you have questions about, that you need clarity about. So if you're looking for a space and a place to get some clarification on what's the next step in your natural hair journey, this is the place for you. Every week, a new episode will drop. So grab a notepad and a pen and let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back into another episode of the Hair Notes Podcast. All right. So if you listened to the last episode, it was an introduction to who Maxine is. And so on this episode, I really want to dive deep into how I got started, right? And so you all know that I mentioned in the last episode I went to beauty school. I decided to go to beauty school after being in corporate America for for a number of years. Now upon completion, after graduation from beauty school, I worked for myself as a stylist, not knowing any better, right? I had no mentor at the time. Um, I had no real guidance at the time. And so I decided to go and work as a boot renter for, um, in another salon as a stylist. So with no clientele, no structure, and no sort of way or idea of where to start, I decided to work as a stylist for myself. Now, I'm going to be completely honest and transparent with you guys. That happened for a very short period of time because after about three months, I decided that that was not for me. I know I needed more. I wanted to learn more. I needed more training because there were so many things that I didn't know that I needed and that I wanted to learn or that I needed to learn in order to be a very effective stylist. Right. And so I, I answered an ad on Craigslist. And if you know, Craigslist, Craigslist is still around, but it was very popular back in the day in the nineties. And so I answered an ad for Craigslist and I decided to be a stylist assistant. And so I went in for the interview into this very prestigious salon and I got hired immediately And that was the start of the journey. That was the beginning, right? So I worked at this particular salon for about four years, give or take about four years. And while I was working at this salon, I was able to take classes. So every week I would take every weekend on my off days, I, we would work Tuesday through Saturday and then Sunday and Monday were typically off, right? So on Sunday and Mondays for about six months consecutively, I took classes every weekend. Now, yes, I have children at this point. I have two children, a boy and a girl, and they were super young. And so I was able to take these classes while my babies were at home. And so it was a sacrifice, y'all. It was a sacrifice of time being around them, being with them. But I knew that in the long run, it will pay off. And it did. It did. I was so happy. So after about three years or so within into employment of this particular salon, I met um, a my first mentor. <laughs> I met my first mentor. And I met her as a way of, or as a result of me taking all these weekend classes, because I was, I she came up to me and she said, you were always taking these classes. You were always in these classes. Um, 
how would you like to be a platform educator? I had no idea what a platform artist was. Well, I did, but I wasn't really quite sure as, or as to would I be a platform artist. And so she's like, well, I think you're great. You know the materials. You are constantly here. I will train you in the hotel room and I'll put you on stage. And she did. That's exactly how it happened. We, I said, yeah, what's, what's the worst that can happen? Okay. So I said, yes, not knowing what that yes meant. So that yes meant opening an opening to another door an opening to another side of the career of my career that I didn't know I was getting ready to walk into. So that very next weekend, I think it was like three weeks later or so timeline is a little off on that one, but whatever the timeline is, we end up, I, I'm not pretty sure it's not, it was more than a month later. We end up doing a hair show. It was a hair show. Um, it was a really big international hair show. Um, and they were presenting hair color and because I knew the particular, um, color line. Cause we use it in the salon, um, quite often. And I was very familiar with the color line. Um, and I'd taken so many classes. I knew exactly what to do and how to say it or what to look for. And what my mentor did was she taught me how to hold a book. She taught me um, how to position my posture. She taught me how to make sure that I was always smiling. She taught me how to make sure that I was conveying that message. Now, I want you guys to picture this. As, as a brown girl at the time, I had locks. I had locks all the way down to my back. At this point, I had locks for about 14 years or so at that point, when I started my career as a stylist, I started with locks. I had locks for a number of years, right? So it was interesting, right? And I knew nothing. I was working, <laughs> I was working with textured hair. I knew nothing about textured hair, but I learned and I fell in love with doing textured hair. Um, I fell in love with just hair as a hold. So the day of the show, I was so nervous. But y'all, when I got on stage, it was like lights, camera, action. And this whole new person just flourished or just shined. And I remembered being on stage and I was presenting the hair color for this particular color company. And I remember... Um, teaching and doing, um, a technique on executing the technique on a live model. I remember doing that on stage and this was my first time being a platform artist, right? With no training, no background, just someone who saw something within me and wanted to give me a platform or give me an opportunity. And that opportunity has served well. Right. So I remember being on there and I remember presenting. I remembered um, the audience kept asking questions. I remembered questions being answered. I was co-presenting with someone else. I remember just the feeling of that whole transaction. I remember being so engrossed in what I was doing and the vibe and the energy that was in the room and in that space. I remember loving every minute of it. And I remembered how short the segment was. And y'all, after that segment, I got so much 
so many positive feedback. I wasn't super nervous. Now, let me go back a little bit. I am a Caribbean girl. My parents are from Guyana. My mom is Guyanese and my dad is Bayesian. And so I, at the time, had a bit of an accent. And I still do. Certain words will be distorted. So to all my Caribbean people, hey, hey, hey. All right. So the accent will come out when I'm around my own people. So um, I remembered just thinking about what, uh, I don't know if I'm going to say this the right way. Is it going to sound correctly? What will people say and how will they receive the message that I'm trying to, to convey? And I remember my mentor saying to me, just do your best. Just do you, just be yourself. And that's exactly what I did. So after the segment was over and I believed we were on stage three times or twice during the entire hair show. And so I, pres- I had to present two times, right? And I remember the first time being super nervous, but by the second time I was like, okay, I can breeze through this. And I remember after the segment, one of the guys from the distributor come- comes over to me and he goes, have you done this before? And I'm like, oh, no, this is my first time. He's like, wow, you're a natural. But y'all, here's the tricky thing. The salon that I was working in was, there were educators within that salon that was off to the left or to, to the right watching the entire transaction. And so at the end, they came over to me and they were like, you're really good at presenting. You should do that more often. I'm like, oh, it's okay. I just started. I'm still learning, you know, always downplaying yourself. You know, that, that thing that we do. So I was like, yeah, I'm just starting. And I really was just starting. I really had no idea what I was doing. And so I just learned the night before in the hotel room, how to hold the book, how to make sure that I was presenting, how to make sure I was standing right and how to make sure that I was always smiling. So I was projecting how to make sure my voice was projecting. So all these things I had to learn in a short space of time in order for it to look natural and to look like I knew what I was doing. But I just bet I just went on stage and completely be, um, I was completely myself. I was this brown girl that grew up in Brooklyn and I was on stage on a big stage presenting hair color to an audience and y'all I killed it if I may so so myself I killed it and that was the start of a journey for me that was the point the pivotal point for me that said Maxine you know what you're doing and you can do this. But in the back of my mind, there was still some self-doubt in the back of my mind. There was still that little girl that was trying to tell me, who are you? You know, we all have that little person that tries to sneak up and say, girl, you know, you're not about to do this. So I kind of pushed through that fear wasn't an option. I think as I grew older, I became a more fearful But I remembered in that time and in that season, I had no room to be afraid. Fear was just never presented. Fear was just not an option. My only focus at that point 
was to become the best at what I said I wanted to do. My only focus was to make sure that all the sacrifices that I've made up until that point for my children as a result of my children, not spending time with my children, not spending time with my family, being away from my children, all the time and effort that I've put into curating my career, my only option was to make sure that it was worth it. So that was the first step. My very first mentor saw something in me and gave me an opportunity to become a platform artist. And that opportunity opened another door for me to become another platform artist for the current salon that I was working in. And as I was working as a platform artist, I start to educate. I start to educate more in the field. And I remember traveling quite frequently almost every other weekend to teach about what we were doing or to teach this particular technique. I remember um, the growth. I remember coming to the different conferences and symposiums that was put together. I remember the feedback of other stylists, seasoned hairstylists. I was a young black girl with dreads in an environment that was dominated and that was only catered to stylists that didn't look like me. And so I remember how I felt, but I also remembered that I wasn't, a, I wasn't scared. I wasn't afraid to be in that room. I wasn't afraid to be on that stage. I was not afraid to be myself. I was simply not afraid to show who I am. And in fact, I often got, wait, how long have you been doing here? Did you just start doing this? Wow, this was one of the best classes I've ever taken. I've never had someone convey or break down hair color or the technique, this particular technique that I was teaching on, the way that you've done it or the way that you've did it. I remember teaching a class in Arlington, Virginia. And I remember the salon owner after the class. I was very concerned about my accent, my Caribbean accent. I was very concerned about the words not being conveyed correctly because I was in a room. I was the only brown girl in the room and I was in a room of stylists that didn't look like me. And I remembered, I didn't want, remember thinking, I don't want them to judge me based on how I said something. And I didn't want them to, the final remark or the final comment or the final survey will say, well, I didn't understand what she was saying because her tonality or her accent was too strong for me. I remember being concerned about that. I remember that was a thing for me, but I remember not allowing it to hinder me. So I was so in my head about how I sound that it didn't matter because the objective of that class was to convey what I came there to convey. And I did that. And I did it so well that the stylist came to me and said, that was one of the best classes I've ever had. And this is a seasoned veteran stylist. What she did for me that day was give me fuel and gave me 
an extra lift in the confidence or an extra boost in my confidence as a stylist and just as an individual, because she saw not, she didn't see Maxine, the brown girl from the Caribbean, whose family is all these things. She saw a stylist that stood in front of her, that knew what she talked about, that knew what she was talking about and owned her space and owned everything that she was doing and I came and deliver and she got it. They got it and loved every minute of it to the point where the managers in charge of the curriculum always got the feedback of this was one of the best classes. She's a brilliant educator. And guys, this is not to toot my own horn. I just want to share a journey with you. The style as a stylist starting in the industry we are so, um, we don't get an opportunity to be in spaces and rooms very early in our career to be able to excel or to showcase our talents. It does just, it just doesn't happen that way. It's by chance, or I would say by design or um, being in alignment with what your purpose is that oftentimes rooms and doors will be open for you that you can walk through in this case, or in my case, a, a door and a space was created for me. And I took advantage. I took quite, I took full throttle and I seized the opportunity to excel in that department. And so fast track a few years later, I decided to leave the particulars, this particular salon, because I wanted more. I knew there was more out there for me. I've seen it all. I've taken all the courses and I just wanted to explore. I wanted to see what else was out there. And I decided to move with my family to Atlanta, Georgia. And so if you know me personally, you know that Atlanta, Georgia ATL is my second home. I have a sweet spot or a soft spot for ATL. I love Atlanta. When I moved to Atlanta, not knowing anyone or anybody or any salon. I remember moving to Atlanta with no job, no prospects in mind. I remember moving to Atlanta with my family and deciding like, okay, this is a new start. This is a new leaf. What, where will I start? I was, again, there was no fear. It was just hustle. It was just the desire, a strong desire to succeed, a strong desire to create a life for myself and my children and a strong desire to build on what I already have and what I already knew. And that was here. So I remember um, a stylist at the previous salon mentioned to me about a salon that was a class was taught at in Georgia. And I should seek, you know, seek out the owners and see if they were in the need for a new stylist. And I did. And they were. And I got hired. So that experience was a great experience for the moment, right? It was a great experience. I was able to build a, a really good clientele. Um, I was able to meet very beautiful women and that I built great relationships with. Some of those women were still friends to, to, this, to this day. Um, and so that season of my life was amazing. And it's one that I will not... Um, I won't, I, I've never regretted the move. 
I didn't regret the move. It was an awesome decision. So after two, about two years or so, I decided to leave this particular salon and venture it out on my own. And that was scary. Whew. Whoever said going out on your own was going to be easy. That was scary, right? That was scary because fear of the unknown cripples you. And I remember feeling so afraid, like, oh my God, like, why did I want to do this? Why do I want to do this? It was easier for me to just stay in that comfort zone. It was easy for me to just stay in a salon where I was getting a check every week. It was just easy for me to stay within the parameters of what this salon gave me. That was easy. The hard part was leaping and leaping without a life vest. Y'all, I had a clientele and I remember telling the clients, hey, listen, I know you, you come to the salon. I know you are, you're a client of this particular salon. I'm not saying to come with me and nor am I saying to stay. I'm simply letting you know that I no longer will be here as of this date. And that's exactly how I said it to the clients because I was going to bill. I was going to leave because I know I needed more. And I was, I was starting to feel a little bit suffocated within that space, right? Because I needed to spread my wings and fly, right? Um, and so I remember telling the clients what I wanted to do and that my next step was to leave. And so I did. And I leaped. And y'all, I got to tell you, it was one of the best decisions to date that I've made for myself and my family. Because had I not leaped, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be able to share with you guys. I wouldn't be in this space. <sighs> All right, you guys. This was a jam-packed episode. All right, stay tuned for part three of Who is Maxine? Right? As I mentioned earlier, there's so many layers to who Maxine is. But I wanted you guys to get to know Maxine a little bit better a little bit more personally, a little bit more intimately. All right, y'all. So until the next episode, have a blessed week, y'all. See you on the next one.